This is Rumble Strip America Heilman. Oh my gosh, classic one lane Vermont bridge. Here we are. It's a covered bridge, it's a covered bridge here in Vermont. This is my first one. Oh, hello. I love you. Never gotten to make out in one of those. That's Amelia Meath. We were driving around Vermont on a hot day last week before her show, the last show of her month long tour. Amelia is one half of the band Sylvan Esso. Nick Sanborn is the other half. Their music is incredibly fun, bent, smart, and they can turn the end of the world into a dance party. I talked with them the last time they were in town, which I think was a year and a half ago. They were playing at a big venue in Vermont, and this time they were playing at a much bigger venue in Vermont. And since I saw them last, I think it's fair to say they've gotten wicked famous, which I figure must be a really strange thing to be. We drove around and talked in the car, and then we sat on a public beach on Lake Champlain and talked some more, and I asked her about what it's like to be famous, which is one of those things, like money, that you're really not supposed to talk about. But I wanted to know what it feels like and how fame affects her life and her friendships. And also we talked about other things, and the thing about both Amelia and Nick is that they're really generous and open people. You can feel that when you watch them play, and it's part of what makes them so good. Anyway, here's a show. It's driving around with Amelia, and it's lots of great music. And there's some swearing. Welcome. relationships work you know I think that it it depends on how close you are with the people with the with the people you know like if you had previous relationships with them then you're fine and they can still tell you that you're bullshit if you had like tenuous relationships with them or they like thought you were like kind of friends at one point and then drifted apart and then got back together again then all of a sudden you you get treated like you have more power for no reason. And is it hard to... It's just not interesting because what happens is every time you try to open up, it looks like... Like, I've had this with a couple people where, like, I'll try... I'll think that we're, like, meeting at the same level and we'll, like, begin, spe- begin like, opening up and, like, having one of those good, like, sharing emotional experiences feelings and then I'll open up like one more degree and I'll see this light in their eyes where it looks like they're eating what I'm saying and it feels like uh all of a sudden I'm like oh wait you're after something different is it because that there's a vulnerability that they that they feel proud to have earned somehow I think so or proud to have seen. Because that's the other thing, is that, like, 
usually when you're just beginning a friendship, you're trying to, you know, you're trying out all of the small vulnerabilities in front of somebody to be like, can I do this in front of you? Can I do that? And when I see someone like immediately, like when I see the like, ka-ching, like I got it thing, that, you know, that's literally the opposite thing that encourages vulnerability, right? Wow, this is so beautiful. See, here's the other thing. Maybe that doesn't, maybe that's just my ego. Maybe that's me, like, in my little brain being like, you're famous now. Well, that's the problem is that you, you, you're, you can, you have, you, you can never be sure. But it's more virtuous to not notice. That's bullshit. <laughs> but you know what so. I mean, though? I think it's, I think it's a, a measure of good observation. Like, if you stop being able to do that, then you really are famous. You're so right. Don't you're so you right. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay, that makes me feel better. I think you should feel better. Oh, this is where I graduated from eighth grade. The old lantern. This is amazing that the we're driving around lantern. your old hometown. I looked good at that graduation, too. I bet you did. Yeah. Eighth grade. Woo-woo. Yeah. But did you, I went to a K-8 through eight school. Did you go through a K-8 through eight school where you really, like, those kids are in your hard drive? I, I wish. I was, uh... I... Let's go left here. Left? Yeah. Um... I went to a special school for dyslexic kids. I am deeply dyslexic. Do I have the right of the way? I think, yeah, I think you're good. So everybody in the school was dyslexic? Oh yeah. And that's where I learned to read when I was nine. I had to read aloud while everyone was reading silently. And I had to read about Helen Keller. I remember just slogging through this book about Helen Keller. What's the famous line? Oh, Annie. Annie is the Annie's the teacher, right? This might be like, yeah, this is like oh, this yeah. right here. Um, Annie, Annie. Oh, is that when she signs? And Annie's like, oh yeah, and then Annie cries, and Helen Keller has been crying for her whole life, cries more. <laughs> <laughs>
is two people there's only the two of you so how are you doing we're great during the last record we're just in the studio together which we're really good at it's amazing to have someone that you can just really fail in front of and it's okay yeah I remember he, he said I remember though in the last interview he was talking about how you know that you're very different in your process the way that you make things and that you are very much more like me in the sense that you're like it's not working I a hundred percent and sometimes I feel like the mean kid you know like he's like been like beautifully crafting crafting the sandcastle for the whole time like just so wonderfully and beautifully and I like walk in after like having taken myself out to breakfast and I'm like this sandcastle is shit Everything about it is horrible, and it was wrong from the beginning. But, like, also, I'm usually wrong, you know? Like, also, it's usually, like, just me having to, like, have, like, a strong emotional push. And he's like, that hurts my feelings. Like, he could get so hurt and be like, fine, make your own sandcastle. But instead, he's like, okay, well, what's wrong with the sandcastle? What do we need to do? When you go out now, is it different with a bigger house? I'm so vaudevillian in my heart that when I see such a huge crowd, I'm like, how, I like Ethel Merman, and I'm like, how could I get my voice to the back of this? And so I just scream, yell, sing. And then at the end of the show, I'll be like, I did it, you know? (laughs) But it's just like wanting to get the energy the easiest way to get more energy is to be louder and bigger. Maybe that's like, that's the first step. And at some point I'll figure out that it's actually like stillness and quietness that brings the energy in. And mime. And mime. If you start doing mime, I should probably, I should, I'll keep that in mind. So you have, you feel like you have to connect with the person in the very back. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. But I wonder if that's taxing after a while, if you... Well, not really though, because you're getting so much back. 
here's the what it gets taxing is when you're actually interacting with people but when you're on a stage and you're like i see you all like let it let's go you get so much energy from each individual person like back at you just what you're giving to them you do that and it feels amazing and then like after the show someone's like you wrote this song and the song's about me and it's about me and it's about me and my mom and let me tell you about it and they want to touch you and the new thing on this tour in particular is people are starting to like want to touch my body in a way that sucks <laughs> we were in Boise Idaho and we went after the show I had shorts on and a girl came up and was immediately like can I sit down with you and I was there with like four other people and none of us really had the gall to be like none of us said no but none of us said yes and she did and then she reached over and just like started stroking my leg the top of my leg and being like your legs at which point I was like, whoa, like, stop it. She was like, what? You can, you can touch my legs. They're not famous person legs. What do you say to that? Keep the shoes off fast now. They're going insane. All the kids on the block, yeah. They want that fame twisting like a cap now.
That's a fresh ass butterfly. Hi. I have two more cows I was thinking yesterday about my about my own um, sense of sort of anxiety about um, you're only as good as your last show, and I'm wondering if you have you in the last year since since we talked last come to some new come to a different sense of the, tr- the long-term trajectory of what you're doing. Here's the thing that, that I keep on being astounded by is that I'm really excited to write a new record, which I haven't been, or like I've never been that. I've never been excited to write a record. I've always been excited to get the ideas and make the songs. You're excited about writing songs, but not about making a record. Is that what's the difference between those things? Well, I'm not. No, I'm never even excited about writing songs. I think like something's changed. Where like I'm excited to do everything now. I'm excited to get in the studio with Nick. I'm excited to collaborate. I'm excited to talk about what we want to make and how we want to make it. Before I was just really excited about performance, and now that's changing, which could be because. I've gotten all of the attention that I've ever wanted, which is, I never thought that would ever happen. And And now I want less of it. I think the thing that I was waiting for before was proof that actually it was, it had all been luck and I actually sucked, you know? And I think that maybe, hopefully, I've reached that point where I can just be like, oh, I have to write things? That's fine. I'll just write them. And then some of it will be good and some of it will be bad. Yeah. I'm driving under the covered bridge Going to the show Going to the show, you know Going to the show Diving under a covered bridge, we're going to the show. Our show, 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 a show, a show, you know. That was Amelia Meath, and you've been listening to her band, Sylvan Esso, which is also Nick Sanborn. You can learn more about the band at sylvanesso.com. I'll also put a link to their most recent music video, uh, which is the song Parade, which is the song you're listening to. I'll put it on my website, which is rumblestripvermont.com. Rumblestrip t-shirts are for sale on my website. They're 20 bucks, 5 bucks for shipping if you live in Brazil or Azerbaijan will work figure out shipping cost by email but I think they turned out pretty good and I would be happy if you bought one if you like the show uh, please take a minute and make a comment on iTunes that helps new listeners find the show uh, we'll be back soon with more shows this is Erica Heilman thanks a lot for listening speed is, speed is slow down time gas station is running dry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweetie, sweetie, wonder why now
salty water, dried oceans are gone with the tide. Mm, eh, eh, mm. Steamy, steamy, breath and shine. Fly 